What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blank Canvas this week. It's Mickey, and I'm excited to just go ahead and jump right into it. So I want to start the episode off about how I was forced to be held accountable this week. Um, I thought it was a very needed and powerful moment for me, so I thought I'd share. But basically, I had a really good friend of mine hold me accountable about something that... um, I needed to be held accountable for. It was very important that it happened. And I really appreciate it because I believe that's what real friends should be able to do. We should be able to call each other out, hold each other accountable, and basically hold up the mirror for each other and be like, hey, either you see this and you're ignoring this, or you have no idea that this is happening at all. Let me help you, you know, in the nicest way possible. Um And I just respect the call out because it allows me to check myself. And it also lets me know that that other person wants me to be the best version of myself or wants to hold me accountable to be the best version that I claim that I also want to be as well. And I also know that this person, um, I trust their intentions behind the call out. Now, everybody who calls you out does not necessarily mean you well. Some people are trying to bring you down, distract you, just, you know, mess with your mind. But there are some times where our friends, and if they are really, truly a real friend, will call you out on something that maybe isn't healthy for you, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever form, spiritually, does not matter. In any form, it's harmful to you or just um, others. And I trust the person's intentions. So if the person's intentions behind it is good, it's a good call out. I trust their intentions and I trust their input. I also value what they say. And when you are being called out and um, being held accountable for something, if you do not respect the person, if you do not trust their words, their actions, if you don't respect their input at all, you're not going to hear it. Even if it's something that is true, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to receive it. Um, Even if you don't necessarily receive it immediately, you might not even receive it later just because you do not value that person nor what they say. So I thought it was also, I was glad to hear it from a person that I value and respected. Um, Now, even though what I was being held accountable for was, (sighs) what I was doing was very petty and immature of me. And I knew that it was petty and immature what I was doing but it still didn't negate the fact that what I was doing was wrong and bad. And even though I knew I was being petty and immature, it doesn't negate the fact that I'm still being petty and immature in that moment. And honestly, I should be able to express my frustration of the situation without being those two things or anything negative in that light, right? Um, and it just made me self-reflective how I broke some of my own cardinal rules when it came to shaming and not wanting a loved one to feel the pain that I felt in order to understand something that was painful or hurtful to me. Um, I don't like that. I I can honestly say I don't like to do that. And if I have hurt another loved one, I promise you I did not, it wasn't intentional. My intentions are to wake up and hurt the people that I love. Um, 
I will say I will be fully honest and say that my pettiness and immaturity to the situation, my response to the way I responded to the situation, that was on purpose. Nobody was forcing my hand to do it. Like that was on purpose. But um, on a deeper level, I do not wake up and say I want to harm the people I love. I want to cause them frustration or heartbreak or anything. But even if it's in the smallest way, I still, since I don't wake up to do that and I don't try to go to sleep doing it either, I needed to be called out on it and I needed to um, be held accountable. And I'm very, very appreciative because it just checked me on two carnal things that I don't like to do. And basically let me know, like, these are things that you don't like to do, hypocrite. Here you are out here doing it. Let's, you know, let's be better. <laughs> and so, um, you know, like I was saying, even though I I didn't do the same thing in return, like the same kind of pain that I obviously clearly was feeling in that moment, because when we have anger or frustration and things, it's either we've been let down in some kind of way, or we've been hurt in some kind of way, whether big or small, there's some kind of pain, uneasy feeling there. So even though I didn't do the exact same painful thing in return, the point is, is that I still did something even if it didn't hurt the person's feelings to the extreme or something, I'm still putting some kind of negative reaction towards the situation, some kind of negative energy vibrations toward the situation. And I just, honestly, I don't want to do that. And I really don't want to be proud to say that, yeah, I know that I was being petty and immature with a situation and say it with my chest. (laughs) I really don't want to be that proud to say that and do that. Although I know that I'm human and I have my moments where I will and I really just will not care. Um, Because in that moment when I was doing it, I said it with my chest and I honestly did not care. But after time to reflect on it, I, um, I just, I knew that that person was right. That person was absolutely right, which is why I appreciate the call out so much. And even though this is a situation that I have checked my own self, about before, which clearly I need to repeatedly check myself on. And I've thought about this situation so many times. It's it's very apparent that it's going to take consistent work for me and that I'm going to have to consistently be held accountable so I don't go back into a very petty response. Um, I bet he give a very petty response and, and one that is just, you can tell it's just out of pure <laughs> immaturity. Um, And so these are some things that made me, that I came to the conclusion of after this majorly needed call out. And it was before I speak on this situation, tell the Holy Spirit to activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 I know y'all have seen that video, right? If you haven't, it gives life. And that lady, I mean... I think she was serious, but even if she was doing it for comical purposes, it's something that I've implemented in my daily life. And when I need the Holy Spirit here, I call out to him and he is, he comes a running, he comes a running. And I'm very grateful for that. So in this situation and other situations that bring me out of character, I need to instantly tell the Holy Spirit to activate. And also in my response, I want to come from a place of love and not the hurt, you know, I definitely want to speak and act from a place of love and not out of my flesh because my flesh isn't going to do anything but get me in trouble. And my flesh, 
my response is just usually out of pain when I'm speaking from my flesh or acting from my flesh or pain, disappointment, some some kind of feeling that's really not out of love, not out of happiness, not out of joy, because it wouldn't be coming from a place of immaturity and pettiness if it was from a place of love, right? And um, I just want to, whether it's with anybody, but especially my people, I value the person and the friendship way more than the actual issue itself. So it's just no need to never, but specifically in this situation, not come from a place of love, but it's so much easier said than done because of the situation. But that's the point. That's like the whole point of love. You, um, you forgive your wrongdoings. You know, we don't hold people, we don't hold their feet to the fire for the mistakes that they made. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want my feet held to the fire and consistently in that for the mistakes that I've made, we have to forgive and love each other fully the way God intended to and easy whew, so much easier said than done but then just you know move the freak on move on so I just want to say shout out to that friend thank you for the call out and for holding me fully accountable and thank you for checking me out of love and not ego and there is a big difference between that you were not checking me to harm me. You were checking me because you love me and you want me to be the best version of myself. And um, I really, really, truly appreciate that. And I respect that. I respect that so, so much. Just like I respect your opinion. I respect the call out because that lets me know you want, you want me to be the best version of myself and you want what's best for me. And you're not just going to be out here letting me just be a terrible person in this world. And I really, truly appreciate that because it could be blindly in the blind, but thankfully it is um, wisdom, leading wisdom at this point. <laughs> so thank you. And for when I'm not acting out of wisdom, thank you for putting me back on the course to check me so I can act out of the wisdom. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for always activating. Okay, now let's get into debating this Will Smith, Chris Walk situation. It was the slap heard around the world. Everybody's been debating it. It has so, it's crazy how one slap can have so many layers. And now I'm about to give my unwarranted, unasked, probably irrelevant opinion on the situation just because I've heard so many other opinions on it. And I'm just, I was really surprised with how many layers were unpacked by this one incident. So the first thing that I want to touch on about the slap was, is violence ever okay to use? And I've asked so many people, and I've also read so many comments on the situation. And for some people, yes, for some people, no. If I'm honest, if I'm living out of my flesh and I have my flesh moments, for protection and stuff, I don't really mind it. I am not saying that what Will Smith did was right. I'm just saying like for people who shoot an intruder who comes into their house or something, that's violence. Words aren't going to work in that moment, but they're protecting their families and or themselves and or their property. Now they're, you can get into the logistics of all of that, but I mean, that again is not a black and white situation. It's very easy to say violence isn't ever the answer until you're put into a situation where your life is on the line or something. And clearly nobody's life was on the line at the Oscars. I'm not saying that. I'm just 
there were, I saw that debate. Is violence ever okay to use? I'm going to say for the most part, no. And before y'all sit up here and be like, she's in, she's encouraging violence. I am not encouraging violence. I repeat, I am not encouraging violence. I repeat, I will not be held responsible for you guys' choices. I am not encouraging violence. I'm just saying that I think it's so easy for people to say violence is never the answer until you're put in a situation where violence can possibly save your life. The next point that I want to dive into is people said it was just words. Like he shouldn't have had a violent reaction. Will Smith shouldn't have had a violent reaction towards Chris Rock because it was just words. Okay. Well, here's my problem with this is we also teach people, especially kids these days, be careful with your words because it can be a form of bullying and words hurt. So do words hurt or do they not? Can we just say any negative thing? Even if we're just talking to ourselves, we tell ourselves, don't say that you're fat. Don't say that you're ugly. Don't say that you're not smart. Say kind words to yourself. Fill yourself up with positivity. It helps. It makes a difference. So, hello, like words still matter, right? So should any of us really be allowed to just say any and everything? Now, we live in America. Well, for the ones who listen who live in America, we're going to do it because that is a privilege that we're allowed to be able to say not every single thing, but majority of the things that come to our mind and we may or may not have consequences um, to the same level and extent that other countries will definitely, definitely give that are run by like dictators and stuff, right? So I think we take advantage of that to the max. And sometimes like just like with anything in life, it can be abused. And sometimes maybe we we abuse the privilege to be able to say any and everything we want. But I I didn't get that response. Like um, just use your words. It was just words. I mean, but the words hurt. So are we saying that violence is never okay and it doesn't matter what you say? I thought that was just really bad messaging for the people who said that. Now, some people also said this was him protecting his wife. I could see that. I could see that this was him protecting his wife. Then the debate became for women, in which form and to what extent do you how far do you want your husband to go or your partner to protect you? And I never really had to think about it like that before this situation. And it was so interesting to see a plethora of different responses. There were some that said, this is nothing. A slap is nothing. I have brothers. I have cousins. My husband, he would literally physically beat up somebody who tried to cause me harm. The slap is nothing. And there are other people who were like, Again, use your words or it doesn't take all of that. And this isn't the way when we say protect um, women. Speaking of women, I also saw the debate on this is how you should protect black women. There were some black women who were like, hell yeah, this is what protecting and loving us out loud looks like. And there were other women who were like, this is not what we mean when we say protect black women. I'm pretty sure they were more on the use your words side. Now, the another this point uh, stuck out to me a lot. And no matter what kind of platform it was being debated, whether it was like on a political show like The View or a more down to earth show like The Real, or just seeing it in the comments on different like IG pages and stuff and Twitter pages, one of the main recurring points was, "Oh, Will and Jada deserve this to happen." because of how they open up about their marriage and their life and blah, blah, blah. 
And I think that is such a dangerous narrative to put out that will some people and I'm I can't speak for Will Smith if he's actually having a breakdown, but some people feel like he's going through a lot emotionally and stuff right now right so people are saying that they deserve all the people talking they deserve all the prying they deserve all the reactions that they get to sharing and opening up their life because they decided to share and open up their life I think that is very 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 dangerous because to me vulnerability is a strength and it should not be weaponized queen of breaking down and understanding vulnerability and shame but especially vulnerability is dr Brene brown and she has some great quotes on it and the reason vulnerability before i tell you the quotes the reason vulnerability is a strength and should not be weaponized because it makes people be cautious about opening up some of the best ways to we always scream i want to I want a person to be able to relate to me, relate to me, please just get it. Or I would just want to know that I'm not alone in order to know that somebody else gets it in order to know that we're not all alone suffering from these many different issues and problems is if somebody is brave enough to open up and share that they are suffering in some form from these many issues and problems. And for us as a society to immediately be like, well, that's what you get for being vulnerable. Whoa, that's dangerous. Whoa, that's you know, that's scary. That's scary because even for a person like me with this platform and this podcast, as I tend to be a really private person anyways. So this is opening up a whole new insight to me that plenty of people don't know. But I honestly feel like with the way the world is, there will always be a level that I will never go to because human beings will weaponize your vulnerability against you in the worst way and things that should bring us all closer people will be like oh hell no like it's and I'm not saying I don't have moments where I don't do either clearly I've just been caught out for some of my cardinal things so I'm not gonna say that I don't have moments to do in this either but it's like we as a society will start judging it if it's something that we don't understand or it's something that maybe it's really deep down we we know for a fact we wouldn't do you know because it's always so easy to say I wouldn't do this or I would have handled it like this but you never really know until you're in the situation and it's so quick for us to say I wouldn't do this or I would have handled it this way but so I'm going to judge you for the way you decided to share I'm going to judge you for the things that life has like taken you and dragged you through and like And that's just not fair. That's not fair that we do that to each other. But back to the quotes from the queen herself, who knows, she studied this for so, so many years. So if I trust anybody's insight and opinion on it, it is definitely Brene Brown. But um, two quotes. The first one is, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Brene Brown. And her next one is, Vulnerability is the core, the heart, the center of meaningful human experiences. And I just think both of those quotes, she has others, but I just think both of those quotes are so powerful and they just emphasize the point on we want everybody to open up. We want to feel seen and heard, but as soon as somebody does it, we are quick to judge. We are quick to not look for understanding and we are quick to be like, um, your vulnerability makes me feel uncomfortable. So now I'm going to weaponize it against you. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't think, 
I don't think Will and Jada deserves this because they were brave enough to be vulnerable. Because same thing that I talked about in my cancel culture episode, one minute they're praising you for, for something, that's the very thing that they will use to tear you down. Next, so like I was saying with this podcast, there's only so far that I will, there's so many things that I want to talk about and that I will talk about. But I feel like there will always be a protective layer just for myself. I will go deep, but it's only a certain level deep I will go to just because it's very dangerous to open yourself up fully to the max. I think it's a privilege for each person, not just people with platforms, for regular people in their everyday life. Before I even had a platform, I've always thought this way. It's a privilege for somebody to open up and share with you. And it is not, even though we do it, it's it's not fair for us to use it against them. It's not fair for us to judge them off of it. And um, I don't think everybody should have the same level of access to you. Some people will abuse it and misuse it. And other people will value it and appreciate it. And it just takes finding the right people who value and appreciate that. And you open up to them. And um, there are people where you can open up to them where it's a judge-free zone. It is a love-filled zone. And it is a peaceful zone where you can be as vulnerable as you need to be, as you want to be, and it's not coming back to bite you in the butt for showing that you were human, you know? And I, again, shout out to the people who allow that for their people in their lives and who reciprocate that and where they also have that space to receive it. I think that is a true, true blessing that everybody does not have. And so if you have it, I say, don't take it for granted. I do not. I do not. I do not. And the next point was, is that a lot of times, I think I've said this before on one of the episodes too, is that people forget that celebrities are still human. We put them up on this pedestal as if they are immune to problems that are happening. It's like, even like with the pandemic, be like, but your pandemic isn't like my pandemic. I'm stuck in this room. You're stuck around a mansion. We're all still stuck though. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be a blessing to be, have like a bowling alley, a tennis court and all these things to entertain me. But at the end of the day, we're all still stuck. And at the end of the day, hum- celebrities are still humans, no matter how big the platform or how small, no matter male, female, whatever, they are still human at the end of the day. We built them up. We gave them all this star power, you know, the fans, the supporters, everything. But how quickly do we pull that support and we're ready to tear them down if it's something that we don't agree with or it's something like, oh, not you. Because I see a lot of people be like, but it Will and Jada ruined it for me. Them being honest and them living their lives for them ruined it for you. How will you put this expectations on people you don't know and possibly have the chance of never meeting? This seems like more of a you issue than a them issue. But I say this to say that no matter the situation, I don't think Will and Jada deserve this. And I don't think they should be shamed and punished and their vulnerability should be weaponized against them. And it's not just because they're celebrities. No human beings, vulnerability should be weaponized against them. Unfortunately, we as a society, we do that a lot. And that's why I applaud the people who who share their stories, their testimonies, and who are brave enough to do it because it is not easy. You think it's easy to share something until you get 600 million unsolicited 
unwarranted and unasked and unwanted opinions and um on different situations that you are so brave enough to open up about and that they other people like celebrities and also regular people were brave enough to open up and share and how quickly we come as a society to, to tear them apart for it um i think we should just do better about that another thing that i saw that people were shocked that chris rock didn't fight back um Everybody knows about flight or fight response. Um, Also, you never really know what somebody's been through in their life. You don't know what they brought themselves on. Some people have to work really hard to hold their anger in. Um, You think just because they don't fight back, that means they won't fight at all. Stop. Push their buttons hard enough. I think push any human being's buttons hard enough and they can have a moment to snap. That's another thing. Um, Celebrities are human too. You know, like we shame them for their vulnerability, but it's also like, I also saw a lot of, oh my God, I've never seen Will Smith be angry. He can't be angry. So when we're okay with him being sad, we're not okay with him being angry because we're we're accustomed to happy Will. Happy Will makes us comfortable, but angry Will, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. So he shouldn't have done it. Again, that kind of sounds kind of selfish from coming from us as a society. It sounds really selfish. Like, I don't like your ugly parts. It makes me uncomfortable. Probably triggers something that I see in myself or that I've seen in somebody else growing up around me. Um, so you don't be you be half you don't be don't be fully you like how messed up is that to say to somebody we don't say it directly but that's pretty much what we're saying when we say I like happy you will but I don't like I don't like me and you sure you may be able to cry but there are some people who are uncomfortable with the crying so it's like be the version of you that I like and that makes me comfortable but never never be fully you because I'll never fully accept you right that's almost what we're saying in a sense and stop acting like people don't have moments of not snapping like everybody will snap even the happiest most peaceful person will snap God himself be have snap moments read the Bible y'all even he has his moments like it happens so if God had his moments, I know like hell y'all don't think that us regular people not going to have moments. People snap. I'm not saying what he did was okay, but I'm saying let's not act like it's such like a surprise that, oh my God, Will Smith is a human being, right? And also back to the whole um, people didn't understand why Chris Rock responded that way. I just think everybody responds different. Some people have delayed responses there have been times where I'm sure somebody has said something to you, you thought about a comeback in the shower or the next day when you woke up and you're like damn I should have said that or damn they were coming for me like you just don't realize in that moment or sometimes you have reactions to certain things that are just delayed like you're just in shock this happened on national like tv like live tv and that this clearly was not scripted and he was assaulted in front of everybody and he literally is doing his little monologue. So it was like, does the show go on or do we stop and have this full on brawl? There was so much happening, so many ways it could have went. And we're all lucky that it just kind of stayed to where it was. Also, um, I see a lot of people that either applaud his response or shame his response. There are people who applaud Chris Rock for saying, good for you. You you weren't Will. You you used your words. You know, you kept calm. And there are other people who are like, there's no way in hell a grown man could come slap me and I wouldn't slap back. And there are people who are like, there's no way a person could come slap me and I wouldn't retaliate back. You know, again, I guess that goes back to is violence ever okay? And um, 
what is the appropriate way to defend yourself? Is there ever one specific appropriate way to defend yourself, right? I just think this isn't a black and white situation like many situations in life aren't. Also, it just teaches us, the situation taught us that everybody handles things differently, whether it's use your words, whether it's use your fist. Um, Again, in the situation, I'm not saying Will Smith was necessarily right, but I just think there's a lot, a lot in layers to unpack. Plus, a lot of people, I think they forget that um, this has been a, this is not the first time. This has been a problem before of Chris Rock making jokes and saying something. And we don't really know what's gone on behind the scenes. If they've had private conversations, blah, blah, blah. We don't really know. And like the jokes and stuff continue. We don't really know. We just don't know. We're all kind of moving off of the information that we saw and what we saw is not the details and it's not as we're not in the nitty gritty parts of it and we won't know unless they share and god forbid if they share on their platform red table talk it'll be more memes it'll be another let's weaponize their vulnerability guys you know like i feel like they'll be like because i also saw he didn't apologize will smith didn't apologize right or he didn't apologize fast enough and i see that with celebrities who people are just ready to cancel everybody so much, you know? Now there's the proper way to apologize. If I do it too quick, it's not um, it's not genuine. If I don't do it quick enough, it's still not genuine. Like, what is the timeline on giving apologies? And what is the specific outline we're all supposed to say? Because as soon as we start doing it at the exact same moment with a very specific script, it's still going to come off as fake non-genuine and people will still have a problem with that so as we all know you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't but back to the reason Chris Rock may have just had a late response is something that I saw discussed on the view and they were talking about this clip from Chris Rock on fly on the wall with Dana Carvey and Dave Spade podcast on January 12th Chris Rock said In my childhood, I was bullied ridiculously. Half of the bullying was because I was just a little guy, and then I got bused to school. I was a little guy, and I was black. One day, a guy really disrespected me really bad and, like, mushed me at a party. And I went home, and I put a brick in a book bag and smacked this guy in the face with this brick and then stumped him, Joe Pesci style. Now, to the point, we thought he might die. As my shrink put it to me, You have been scared to be angry ever since. So the guy you saw was bending over backwards to be nice because I was so scared of my anger. End quote. That is the statement that Chris Rock said on January 12th. Little did he know um, in March, he'd be slapped in front of the world. So one, it's just kind of funny how life plays out. Not the slap itself, guys. Oh my God, because people are so quick to misconstrued words i'm not saying that the slap itself is funny i'm saying it's funny how life kind of lines things up he's saying that he's sharing this story publicly and then he's a couple of months later put in a position where he's literally tested again he's tested the same person he could have swung immediately he could have tried to stump will smith out but he didn't 
He took a pause. He took a beat because we're all, like I always say, we're all dealing with trauma. We all have different responses. I've even seen people debate um, the fact that Will's father was abusive and he always reflects on this moment in his book. I can't think of the book right now where he says that basically seeing his mom be abused by his father, he wished that he could have protected his mom in that moment. Some people are debating was Will getting up and physically being violent to Chris Rock? Was it him protecting his wife? Jada in that moment like he wished he could have protected his mom I have no idea because I'm not Will but I do think that as we can see from Chris Rock's response and from Will discussing that in his book that trauma clearly plays a role and we know this guys we're all adults with trauma in different forms and different life it doesn't matter if you have the perfect childhood even if you have the perfect childhood adult life gets you none of us get out of this life untouched by trauma which is kind of scary when you think about it but could be um could be very humbling and bonding for us if we all knew how to process our trauma a lot better so yes trauma plays a role do I know if it necessarily played a role for Will Smith in that moment absolutely not do I know if Chris Rock's trauma played a role in that moment of him not responding it very much well could have I mean both could have been very factual and actually happening in that moment for them but we just never really know because we're hearing everybody else's opinion and again I'm giving my um unasked unwarranted opinion on it but we don't know because we are not them and another point that I saw is that this feeds into the narrative that black people especially men are violent all I have to say is fuck that narrative because no matter which way black people handle things when we use our words, see, it, like with Chris Rock, he used his words, he was criticized and praised. Will Smith, he got violent, he was criticized and praised. Um, no matter what race you are, everybody's still human. And everybody has a different human responses. And one black person does not speak or represent the whole community. And that goes for any community one person does not speak or represent them I mean but it's really put on black people it's like oh my god I can't believe they're feeding into the narrative clearly the narrative is going to be there regardless because we have examples of black people going above and beyond and you never they never have a record they've never been violent or at least that we know of and if they were to mess up that one time it, they would still tell that very perfect person well nobody's perfect that uh very progressing consistently working on themselves person that oh my god you're you're doing us a disservice first of all who are we trying to prove this to that we're not violent like if you know that you're not feeding into the stereotype who are you trying to prove it to next people who are going to consistently make up their minds and keep it in their head anyways like it's in their head at this point it will not be changed unless they try to change it themselves it doesn't matter how perfect we try to act how much on our p's and q's some people will look at black people and think you are animals you are disgusting and you deserve you deserve the things that happen to you you don't deserve certain benefits and that you are just um, naturally more violent than other races. Some people truly believe those things. Is it true? Hell no. Hell no, it's not true. But 
you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So there's no point of even feeding into the narrative that, oh my God, Will Smith slapped somebody. He's feeding into the violent narrative. How many housewives shows they flipping tables, throwing drinks every other day, pulling hair, slapping people? And it's not just housewives, Jersey Shore, everything. There are so many different scenarios. And I'm just using different reality TV shows, but hello we see this stuff happening all the time all races get violent all races have anger you know why because everybody's a part of the what the human race and everybody's human at the end of the day so it's bound to happen and one person does not speak for that whole entire community i rebuke that okay my last point is, is we have to do better with empathy and empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of one another and I have so many different instances where I have to do better with empathy had I used more empathy in the situation when that I was called out on I clearly could have had a different response because number one empathy helps me come from a place of love and number two I would have been I wouldn't have been so focused on me 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 this is how I feel. This is how I feel. I'm going to say and repeat how I feel. And I'm going to say it in a way that may or may not be hurting you. Um, but either way, at the end of the day, the way that I'm saying it is not correct. Had I had more empathy in that moment, I would have come from a more positive and loving place. Ha if we as a society could have more empathy for each other, we would get the understanding that all of us are so desperately looking for consistently. And it comes out in different ways. I don't care who you are, boy or girl, whatever race you are, all of us want to be seen. All of us want to be heard. And it's nothing healing to the soul like a person who gets you, sees you, listens to you and understands you. And in order for us to do that, we all have to work on having more empathy. Thanks, guys, for listening to Blank Canvas this week. As always, I'm so grateful for everybody's support. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And thank you for taking time out of your day because you could be doing anything. And for you to even listen to me, even if you don't make it through the whole entire episode, even listening to me for a little bit, I thank you because you don't have to. So I really, really thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. And hopefully um, me being held accountable can help somebody else or just some of the things that we talked about. Maybe it can open up a new perspective of how we view this whole Will, Jada, Chris Walk situation. But the whole point about the whole situation at the end of the day is we got to remember that celebrities are humans too we all need to work on our empathy and it is nothing wrong with being held accountable a real friend will hold you accountable so that's all the time we have this week guys on blank canvas as always thank you guys for listening and i can't wait to see what we talk about next time okay bye